have art. It, a great society has great art. It's an exercise of the First Amendment. It's the ability to become more than just who we are. Uh, step outside ourselves, learn something different, see something from a different perspective. Sitting on a park bench, five feet off the ground and looking at a theater. You know, I, my hometown is back on the East Coast and I'm from a city about half the size of Tacoma and we have one theater like this downtown. And then here we've got, you know, three, four, or five amazing performance spaces. You know, they're just, they're beautiful to look at and, but they're intimate and they're exciting to sit in and, and I, I love them. Welcome to Theater Simple's Park Bench. Park Bench is a mobile interview outpost and a whimsical site-specific art project with a serious agenda. We set up our seven-foot-tall rolling hill, complete with potted palm tree and pink flamingo, and then ask folks to have a seat and consider a big idea, literally, from a different perspective. We then digitally record that conversation and podcast it to the world. With our 31st episode, we set up shop in the Theater District of Tacoma, Washington, an arts corridor anchored by the Broadway Center for the Arts and its three bustling venues. During the Center's two-day Fall Free-for-All Festival, we asked residents, participants, and the Center's executive director about their city, their publicly owned theaters, and the importance of the arts in Tacoma. Many thanks to everyone who stopped to talk. From these chats, we've done our best to sketch a community, its pride, its passion, and the place that art holds in their cultural landscape. Hope you enjoy. And now, we present Tacoma, Washington. I think the free-for-all is one of the best things that's happened. I've lived here for two years, and I'm from San Francisco, and I have to say this is far more exciting and energized than a lot of things happening there. And I think the reason is there's a lot of entrepreneurial energy in this town. This is giving a stage to all these people who are local or who are regional, and they're coming in, and they're, and they're doing their thing, and they're connecting. Our public trust buildings are kind of the synergy space to this weekend, which is incredible. It gives Tacoma a heart, a heartbeat. So here's your heart, is the Tacoma Broadway area. So yeah, this is like the cultural center of Tacoma, and it should expand. I love Tacoma, I love downtown Tacoma. I, I love the, the gritty history of Tacoma too. Yeah, I mean, part of what attracted me to Tacoma was that they have areas designated for museums and theaters, and that even though maybe you don't take advantage of them as much as you can, it just reflects the values of the whole community. You're like, well, they, they're putting money and effort into this, and they see this as an avenue for revitalizing the city, and it's, you know there's good energy behind their intentions and maybe other things happening. For a city of this size, it was pound for pound. You know, we came from Milwaukee, which is at least two to three times the size of this, and in, there's far more vibrancy and diversity of the arts here. Highbrow traditional forms, uh -huh. but more experimental, community theater. Mm -hmm. The art events in Tacoma just intrigue me. There's something for everybody. Yeah. I like the weird, the wacky, the arts, the theater, the music, the, the symphony, the opera. This community is so really rooted in who they are. There's mm -hmm. an authenticity about mm -hmm. this place. This place is all about what are we going to do to bring people together? <laughs> and everybody leans into the work. Mm -hmm. in a very powerful way. What I love about Tacoma is we're a big little city, so we can, if we want to, we can actually be a model, you know, for how to, how a city can engage its residents, you know what I mean? 
think having a theater district and you know letting it become kind of a community center um, gives more people the opportunity to kind of encounter these things by accident and you know discover something exciting that they haven't you know that they might not have gone out looking for on their own. Do you think it's important that uh, cities and communities spend resources to kind of keep buildings like this uh, uh, oh. up and functioning? Yeah. I mean, this is this is also part of history. I mean, this is Tacoma's history here. I mean, that's really important to, to maintain. If we had to pay for that building, maintenance of that building, out of just out of taxpayer money, I don't know that I'd be willing to do that. Mm. I think there's other things that are more important. I disagree. I, I think it's essential that we have these public buildings, and I think that that they will be self-supporting if we pay attention to them. Uh, all of that ties together. Uh, it's not you can't segregate out one piece and say that doesn't work or that does work and should stand on its own. You know, coming down here and seeing all the different theaters when I've come through at night and I've seen people going into different shows and things mm -hmm. like that, you just, I don't know, it becomes a palpable kind of feeling of, it sounds cheesy, but the arts are alive, that people are actually paying attention to it and doing something and that it has, a, it has its own focus of space. I really appreciate what they offer the community and the experiences that they offer me as a, as a person to go out and you know be entertained and be part of the community but I think that they're good for downtown in general I think they're good for the businesses the more people you can bring and the more interactions you get going I think that that can't do I mean that can't do anything but good for the city as a whole anytime you can give back to the public in any way is great because let's face it they're the ones who come to your shows You know, when they do, uh, in the wintertime, they have various different Christmas shows. Over the summer months, they sometimes have shows. And most of the people that come to these things and act in them are local people. They're the working man or working woman. You know, they have another job, and then they do this as they like to do it. We're working here to completely change the purpose mm -hmm. of a performing arts center. And to me, that means reflecting back the diversity and the authenticity of the community that you are in. I, I like to make altars, kind of like Joseph Cornell. Take uh, things I find at thrift stores, throw them together. It seems like in every culture it's important to, to have some kind of um, expression for gratitude or, or something to re out of respect. I guess my artistic inclination is more for writing than performing. I, I love telling stories, though, and so I guess I have that appreciation for people telling stories using other mediums. I was pretty big into like the drawing and painting and I was doing that in, in high school and junior high like taking arts classes and stuff like that. Absolutely, I'm a musician and I'm a writer and I make graffiti art and street art. I just like dance around the house. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Would you want to take dance? Uh, yes. Do you play music? Uh, yeah, kind of. What do you play? I do turntables. I did a lot of text, like the backstage tech stuff and I found it fun, it was a really good outlet and I got to know a bunch of people who didn't care that I was, you know, more into reading math books than watching television shows. I used to play the saxophone. I used to play the saxophone. She used to start playing piano. You're going to play piano and kind of I play clarinet. So now, do you like to do art or do you like to dance? Um, I like to do both. Do you have a, what, do, what do you like about it? Um, I like to dance a lot 
with my grandma. <laughs> and what kind of dancing do you do? Um, we do happy like, dancing. It's freestyle. Yeah. It's really exciting to me today to walk through and see puppets and people smiling. Everybody is smiling and they're anticipating something great happening or they just came from something great happening. So I think the intensity and, 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 and the kind of concentratedness is really good for Tacoma, especially this part of Tacoma, which is often somewhat empty. We've really concentrated on a diversity of programs. So we move from hip hop one day to opera the next to uh, the Tacoma Symphony another. and. A Broadway show the next. The Broadway Center didn't have to do this. They're a, an organization where they don't have to pump money into like helping you know uh, people who don't necessarily go to the Broadway Center be engaged in it. So I really applaud them. We do that uh, with big brand names mm -hmm. on one end of the scale, right. and then uh, very community-based grassroots uh, program on the other end of the scale. I was here last night and saw the Portland Cello Project with Drew Grow and some other people sitting in, and it was transformative. We went home and talked about it for two more hours. It was great. It was a time for our own people to get on and shine, you know, and it was so organized on the, um, on both ends. I mean, you know, I applaud everybody's effort on, on all sides of the story just because this has been like a flawless event, you know, it's like a mini bumper shoot. So the Pantages and the Rialto turn 100 years old in about five, six years. Do you find that valuable for the community here? Yes, both in terms of the history and the, the beauty of it, the yeah. aesthetics, definitely. It's a good uh, uh, cultural epicenter. Murray Morgan, who's one of the great historians of Washington State, said uh, there were theaters in Tacoma before they finished pulling the stumps out of Pacific Avenue. What's one of your favorite memories of the Pantages? I like the sing-along for Sound of Music, because people are there just to enjoy themselves. Sing and kind of forget about the rest of life for the moment. So we managed to preserve uh, the Pantages, which is on the National Registry of Historic Places, at the highest level of importance, as is the Rialto Theater, which is just around the corner from us. The monkeys were fun. The band? The band, the monkeys, when they came here. That was a great time. The Smother Brothers were great. Getting, getting um, big names to come down here is really exciting. Pretty much everybody you can think of in the uh, vaudeville era has played the Pantages. Well, everybody from Charlie Chaplin and Fred Astaire to um, Bing Crosby and uh, W.C. Fields. Uh, we went to two other shows. I believe it was like Scrooge, but with a rock and roll band that they had, I believe, last year, and it was phenomenal. Every show we saw in the Pantages was beautiful. Babe Ruth uh, stood on the stage and hit fly balls into the balcony. <laughs> we saw the symphony here, the Tacoma, uh -huh. and we just loved that. I love the conductor. Uh, anything from African drumming to classical music oh, wow. and jazz and folk music at the Pantages. FDR uh, was here when he uh, was running for vice president, which means that is pre-polio, so he walked on the stage wow. of the Pantages. Oh, we saw something that was these uh, magicians uh -huh. and co comedians, and I just remember how uh, my boyfriend's uh, son, who was about eight or nine maybe, he loved it. Of course, Harry Truman was here and Ronald Reagan was here, so a lot of wonderful parade of presidents. And the Nutcracker is always great. 
And what's cuter than seeing a bazillion little girls dressed up in tutus? Is that the first time you've been in the theater there? No, I was actually in the Nutcracker. You were in the Nutcracker? Have you been there just once, or have you done it multiple times? Just once. We see each other every Saturday because we go to the Comiskey Ballet together uh-huh. to audition for the Nutcracker. Did you guys get into the Nutcracker this year? Yes. I get to be in the Nutcracker with her. Um, I took her to see the Nutcracker when she was uh, very little, um, and now this year she'll be dancing in it for the first time. I performed recitals here. Mm-hmm. I think it just, it's timeless, and I think it's going to continue to be timeless. And I think with the hearts that are behind it, they're going to open people's eyes and continue just transforming people. Having it available, I'm beginning to realize how much more important art is than I ever thought before. I would say that the arts give voices to people who perhaps might not have a voice otherwise. So tell me about your Voices of the City experience. It was a a long process and um, a great opportunity to to be complete, to to have your story be fine. My story was um, a 25-year-old secret that I never told anybody, so it was just a awesome opportunity for me to kind of have healing and and just tell my story to provide awareness. And I chose film and I don't even, I don't even know why because I can't even take a good picture, but I thought that was the only way that I could uh-huh. really tell the story. So, um, and how did that work for you? It was great. I really was going to video the whole thing myself and my church decided to take it on and do the whole video for me. What a gift! Yes. Wow, that made me all tear up about that. It keeps people sane, I think. It keeps people from going crazy. Tell me crazy. what you mean by it. It keeps people, people from sane. going crazy and letting them express how they feel inside their head versus just keeping it all bottled up and not being able to say anything about it. I mean, it can either it can either help you reflect on things or figure out what other people are reflecting on and see if you can connect with them on a different level. It's essential to just, you know, be able to express yourself and just see life from different perspectives from what the popular media puts out. It seems like the arts actually give you uh, a real venue where you can tap into your intuition or your real feelings. Anytime that uh, art is used for the public, it, it's never a misappropriation of funds. Uh, and it's, it's, it was said when I was in school in the 80s and 90s, kids who were in music, kids who were in art, kids who were in theater had better math and science grades, and it's still true. It's pretty important. I guess it keeps us busy, out of trouble, and then it's just good for our community like throughout because it makes our place look better. Like Tacoma has like kind of bad reputation, but then it's getting better as we go along. I don't know, it's just different, it's not really known, but it's a really great and beautiful thing that should be like exposed to everybody. I think it's an important thing because it can provide a structure or something to do at home or something to actually actually to feel good about that you know that you do and also something that is helping you get that extra learning. And it's, it's remained human and you pick up the vibes of your fellow humans who are next to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you feed off of that and then you leave with a greater experience. It turned into something that 
huge because the more that I started telling my story, it opened up opportunities for me to uh -huh. speak at other places and to really just um, push awareness. My topic was on human trafficking. Uh huh. And um, there's, there's so many opportunities that I have, even with the Broadway Center, to, to do a piece um, on the anti-violence. I have got amazing freedom, and um, it was just honorable to be able to listen to other people's performances. And even through the Voices of the City Project, uh -huh. we were able to connect. It was just amazing presence there, and something more powerful than we ever imagined. the do-it-yourself crowd. I'd rather make things and fix things than buy new things. And, and so I like to see money going to the arts because I think artists are people who come out of that same world of making something out of nothing. And I think it's important for us to be reminded how the simplest thing, somebody can make a paper mache head and, and wear it on stilts as a puppet and change my afternoon by walking around the street for a couple of minutes in ways that if I went and bought something or looked at a video, it's not going to have the same impact on me. Well, I was raised by a mom who had like violin lessons, French cooking lessons, ballet. From day one, we were exposed wow. to everything. And that's that's right. just the life that I had as a kid, and uh -huh. I want to pass it on to my son. And I feel that with the arts, whether you're rich or poor, sick or healthy, whatever's going on, it brings you to a totally different world. When you hear a story, it's, you start thinking of maybe your own purpose here. Uh -huh. and. The ability for your story to change somebody else's uh, thinking or be able to give a gift to somebody else, uh -huh. I think it opens doors for them. There's something about the way you're telling this that just makes me feel that in a way we sort of are our own art projects. Mm -hmm. We just sometimes put the project aside for a little while. I think so. I think that, um, that many people have um, maybe things that have happened to them and uh -huh. even maybe demons that they don't deal with and face and I don't think people realize you know what's within them uh -huh. that could be something um, so powerful for somebody else. Try something different uh -huh. you know be on your comfort range different type of music or um, medium like dance or theater or just uh, Try, try something, uh, stretch yourself a little, be open to try something a little different. I'd say just do something that's uncomfortable. Go see something that you just, that you don't know anything about um, and see how, how it changes you. And just keep um, looking and, and finding ways of, of going outside of, you know, what you normally would do and just relish the experience. Arts to me, they speak to me at a certain level that is almost always universals. I love how much you learn about other people, but also about yourself. When you see something, it can be cathartic. But I also think it just, uh, I don't know, just makes you feel more prepared to live in the world. And I was just talking to somebody on the street corner earlier, and he was just like thinking, you know, he was sounding pretty hopeless. And it gave me a chance to just kind of even minister to him and just say, you know what? Everybody has a story. Everybody has something to give. And there's a purpose for you. And if, if you don't open up about it, you'll never know.
Thanks so much for listening to Park Bench. Again, many thanks to the fine folks from Tacoma who shared their thoughts with us. Thanks also to Rachel Delmar for her nimble assistance and to David at the Broadway Center without whose patience this iteration of Park Bench would not have been possible. If you have any questions or comments about the podcast, you can contact Theater Simple at thsimple at gmail.com. And you can learn more about Theater Simple at theatersimple.org. That's T-H-E-A-T-E-R simple dot O-R-G. Our music is the work of Robertson Whitmer and also the amazing Chandra Cogburn. You can find out more about Chandra at chandracogburn.com. That's C-H-A-N-D-R-A-C-O-G-B-U-R-N.com. The Park Bench interviews were conducted by Lisa Holland and Andrew Litsky. That's me, who also edited this episode. Thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you on the Park Bench someday. Have a seat and tell us your thoughts. We'll tell the world. <laughs>